0: Welcome in. This is your Jock Market Power Hour for this week's RSM Classic. I'm Rick Gaiman, that right there, Joe Idoni. Joe, it's another Wednesday, and we are Power Hour in it up.
1: Yeah, buddy. Excited for another Power Hour, the final full field event uh, for the year. So it's it's been quick. Uh, we'll have some news for maybe at the end of the show. We'll drop some news here on the upcoming weeks and what we got planned, but excited to go through the next 45 minutes or so here with you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. If you've just stumbled in here, this is your weekly jock market power hour. This is the most important time of a golf cash market because this is the IPO phase and you can bid on shares of golfers. If you are one of the high bidders for those shares, uh, right around 9 PM Eastern time tonight, those shares are allocated back to you. And then We start the live market where you can buy and you can sell and you can short. But uh, Joe, I mean, looking back at last week, I think Kokrak was in that that sweet spot of $5.50 a share, something like that. Kramer Hickok was $2 a share last Wednesday. I can pull up the data here, but uh, another week of, of fairly sizable returns.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, right in that sweet spot, just like you mentioned, around the $5 mark. All of my guys, I had a rough go at it, Rick. All my guys seemed to go in the wrong direction. Um, but as you can see there, right? Six bucks, uh, two, bit, two bucks. Kevin Tway was a huge popper. Joel Damon, Martin Trainer with, with one of the <laughs> lowest IPO prices of the year that actually had a shot down the stretch at this thing. So it was a wild week in Houston.
0: Yeah, absolutely. If uh, you want to enter to win $20 into the jock market, it is very, very simple to do. And I see that people are already doing it. Look at this. You guys know what you're doing. Make sure your jock market username is in the chat right now. Go ahead and comment. That'll get you entered in. We'll give out $20 on five different occasions. The first one coming up here shortly. And of course, if you have not deposited yet, Go ahead and use the code POWER. That'll get you up to a $50 deposit bonus. And Joe, I I mean, we talk about golf. Uh, We have some announcements of what's going to happen in future weeks, but I'm assuming most people are into other sports as well. We've got full-on NBA action going on. We've got NHL. There's football, of course. There's plenty of jock market to go around.
1: Yeah, a ton of different contests. They've pretty much got every sport on the board covered now at this point. Um, NFL, you know, Monday night, Sunday night, midday slates, afternoon. So they, they've sort of got it all covered uh, if you're into that kind of stuff. And and obviously, NBA is, is pretty much a daily thing at this point. So uh, the full gamut, we're going to talk a little bit about golf, but but plenty of fun to be had in any of the other sports as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that we like to do, Before I show you the big board, before I unveil the big board for the RSM, we're going to do our market movers. That's where Joe and I go on the record. We find a guy in each one of the tiers or the tiers that we think are going to end that way this evening. And we will uh, talk about some guys that Are already on our favorites list that are probably going to make it into our portfolios this evening. But Joe, this is a little bit of a different event, and I've already gotten a lot of questions about it this week because the RSM Classic features not one, but two different courses the Seaside Course and the Plantation Course. Now, we know the Plantation Course is the easier course. Is there strategy to be deployed in the jock market knowing that one of the courses should, in theory, be a few shots easier?
1: I think there can be. Now, it's tricky because last year, I believe, if I'm, if I'm correct, we kind of saw this this sort of reversal flip. Um, but obviously, the plantation course with the additional two par fives creates those extra scoring opportunities for these players. Theoretically, could play easier. So definitely with something like jock market where where everything is fluid, right? Once the event starts, you could find yourself with opportunities to either buy or sell uh based on, you know, what they have in front of them. Uh how do you think about playing it in a week like this?
0: Well, I think there's a couple things you could do, especially now with shorting. Um so you could yeah. in theory and you can and the the good thing is you can wait and see how it's going in the morning. And there's also not going to be waves, I don't think. So basically because they're on two courses, everybody's going to go out early. So there's just going to be like one morning wave for Thursday and Friday because they're going to be playing on two different courses. Uh, you can see how that scoring's going. You could be buying shares of golfers you know, early that are going to be on the plantation course, assuming that they are going to be moving up. And then you could sell them when they get to the seaside course. You could see that conditions are really terrible. You could start shorting guys who are playing the harder course. Um, I think it makes the cut line much more interesting because on Friday, uh, that's what they're going to do. They're going to play one course on Thursday, one course on Friday. So if you're playing the easier course on Friday and you're outside the cut, I think there's probably some good strategic investments to be made for assuming they will move up into the cut line. And then the opposite, if you have guys who are maybe sitting on the current cut, playing the seaside course might be a little bit more difficult for them to make the cut. So I think there's a lot of different ways that you can probably attack this Joe.
1: Yeah, I agree. Totally great point there in terms of there isn't really necessarily an AM and PM wave, but to pay attention when your guys go off. Uh, Shorting totally brings in another element to this that, that I didn't mention before. So, yeah, a ton of different ways to play this and just kind of monitoring the cut line and how each course is playing.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm not going to reveal the big board just yet, but Joe and I are going to enter our market movers segment. This is where we pick one blue chip stock, one mid cap stock, one penny stock, and we make a case for them. So Joe, I think last week we started with the blue chippers. Let's start down in the penny stocks for this week. Our value golfers that we think could have a big move, someone like a Martin trainer last week or a Kevin Tway or a Kramer Hickok. Who do you got?
1: How about someone like Denny McCarthy digging in that Denny dirt? My boy, uh, back-to-back top 15s. He's playing well. I always like Denny on these sort of shorter courses where where hitting a fairway is not necessarily – it is at a premium, but I think some of that is just because it's, it's relatively easy to hit the fairway out here. It's not very long. They're wider than normal. You're on the coast, uh, and putting is at a premium – Uh, In any case, I like Denny McCarthy here should probably go in the in maybe the low $3 range, I think makes a good upside for some penny stocks. You can see basically since like, mid August there, he's had some definite pop performances. I think this is a court that kind of suits his strengths. And we could potentially see that again.
0: Yeah. Denny's kind of streaking. You can kind of see it in his results a little bit, right? He's got a couple of events in a row where he pops. Then he struggles yeah, exactly. for a handful. Then he, then he gets hot again here from, you know, March to, to, to May. And then he struggles again. And I think he's in one of those, one of those good, those good runs, Joe. So I'm certainly with you on Denny McCarthy. Um, I'm continuing on, on a similar path guys that i liked last week that i like again this week how about for a long shot adam long he is just continually piling up either missed cuts or top 30s and we are in that time of year joe where accuracy tends to reign supreme over distance here's Adam long's profile page you can see he's, he's been a winner in three straight he's been a winner in four of his last five uh you look back at what he did last week in Houston he paid out ten dollars a share he went for four dollars and 20 cents last week so we'll see what he does here in this full field event but uh, Adam long will compliment Denny McCarthy as our penny stocks for this evening I like where we're I like where we're headed here already let's go (laughs) mid caps. This is the middle of the board, which I'm notoriously horrible at trying to figure out who's going to finish in the middle of the board. They either go for way too much or way too little, but I'll try again, Joe, but you first, please.
1: I'm going to take Joel Damon. Uh, Great Sunday round last week to sort of really yeah. get things turned around. He tends to be a streaky player with the irons. I'm hoping some of that carries over. I'm a sucker for a guy off of a good Sunday round sort of the week before, but obviously vaulted himself up the leaderboard there. I like this sort of course setup for him. I think that he could post some upside if you can get him in, in like the five fifty dollars uh, to $6 mark. He's roughly around 60 to 1 on the odds board this week, 50 to 60 to 1 which is kind of right with that sweet spot where we saw a guy like Kokrak last week. Uh, I think he can compete. You know, it's, it's for a lot of these guys. Uh, this is an important week, right? The last week before this sort of de facto offseason, even though we're in the technically the middle of the season, they're all going to have a break here. I think they all want to play well sort of leading into this holiday hiatus. Uh, I look for Damon to have a strong performance this week.
0: Yeah. They don't want to get around the Thanksgiving dinner table and have any regrets or have to talk about their, you know, six missed cuts in a row. They want to like bank some cash, be able yeah. to buy Christmas presents for the family. Absolutely. Uh, Joel Damon is Joe's mid cap option. I'm going with someone that we've probably not spent too much, too much oxygen on this year because he's coming off the corn ferry, and it's Alex Smalley. L- look at these results. So there's a couple of things that I think Smalley has going for him. One, He's played eight cash markets. He has made you a profit in six of them. That's right, six of them in his career. Average ROI, nearly 40%. He's very well-rounded, Joe. And when you are well-rounded, there is not one specific skill set that you are relying on. There's not one thing that you're trying to overcome. He can just kind of work himself around the course. And there's so... I'm, I'm almost just embracing how little we know about him that he might, you know, if he's just going to continue to go for $3 a share or $4 a share every single week, I think there's plenty of money to be made there. So we'll find out. Love it. That leaves us with just the blue chippers. Uh, The boys at the top. And the boys at the top, Joe, they're going to be more expensive. Who are you willing to spend your hard-earned dollars on this evening?
1: I like, and I'm going to closely monitor the price of the number three pre-ranked golfer this week, and it's Cameron Smith. Um, he just has this ability to score that's some, somewhat unquantifiable. He's not doing excelling at anything right now. He's not that accurate off the tee. But as you can sort of see there, the finishes are great. Uh, Top 15s in like four of the last six starts here. So his performances have been really solid. Um, his putting, right? He's been, he's he's totally flipped this thing. Like if you look throughout his career, Bermuda grass isn't, the best surface for him actually i think it ranks third if you look through the longevity of his career but recently this guy's putted the lights out on bermuda something has sort of changed for him we know he had that round i believe in memphis where he had like 18 putts and 18 holes where he set the oh, pjs yeah. Tour record uh, and lit the place on fire but that's what this kid can do i'm hoping that he does it this week i like his ability if the conditions kind of get tough uh in familiarity with those aussie wins yeah cam smith blue chip
0: Cam Smith, blue chip for Joe. I, I actually, uh, he was on my short list. He was on my short list for blue chipper. So I'll go in a different direction here. I'll go with one, Corey. Connors. That's right. The Canadian. A little bit of baby swag this week. Back in action for the first time in over a month. He has returned on average 27% ROI in his jock market career. He's a winner in 16 of 28 markets. And he just kind of lives in that top 20. And a lot of times it is uh, well worth it because his IPO price is, uh, in my opinion, never as high as it should be. So let me recap here. Up at the top, Corey Connors, Cam Smith, Alex Smalley, Joel Damon in the middle, and down at the bottom, your penny socks, Denny and Adam Long. Ooh, I think we got ourselves a portfolio here, Joe.
1: Spicy, buddy. Let's see where these guys shake out over the next 30 here. All
0: right, well, as I prepare to show you the big board, uh, I'm going to give away a little bit of money. So the first $20 to jock market is going to go to Chris. Chris Auger? The Aug. The Aug? The Aug. It's got to be Aug. The Aug, congratulations, 20 bucks coming your way. That will be credited in your account in one to 1,000 business days, so bear with us. And if you wanna be like Chris, go ahead and drop your Jock Market username in the chat right now because I've got 80 more dollars to give away. Joe, before I unveil the big board to you, before I show you how it is shaping up right now at 8.28 p.m. Eastern time, who do you think is gonna be the most expensive golfer come about 8.59 p.m.?
1: Oh, I think it might be Scotty, um, but I think Cam Smith is going to be right there. Real quick note on that twenty bucks there, uh, Aug Augie. It can go a long, long way. We saw I see somebody drops a comment in the chat that we gave him twenty bucks a couple of weeks ago. He's got it up over a thousand in the beginning. Uh, we've seen Austin kind of do this famously, so um, that money will be in your account very shortly. There you see it. Very cool to see things like that. We love to see that uh, how far twenty bucks can go. Uh, yeah. and good luck and, and spend it wisely.
0: Yeah, so Gabriel says, uh, just a quick shout out. Won the giveaway a few weeks back, and I parlayed that <laughs> into close to one thousand dollars in bankroll. I mean, wh- what world are we living in? And then he says, uh, it's cool to pick me again. Yeah, I bet you wouldn't like that, Gabriel. <laughs> start, start over, run it back up another 980 bucks. Hey, these, well, these
1: are real deal testimonials here. I promise we didn't pay Gabe off before the show. This This happens, people are doing it, baby.
0: It's happening. All right. So the big board, it's about time. Let me show you who's at the top. And how about this, Joe? Two Canadians, the Canadian takeover. Corey Connors, $7.05 a share. If you are new and you are buying shares of Corey Connors at $7.05, you're essentially asking him to finish inside the top 20. Seemingly, that price is going to go up. But Mac Hughes, out of the gate like a banshee, Joe. $5.55 at the moment. He's obviously won here before. An early sentiment, very, very strong on the Canadian contingent.
1: You know, it's not only the Canadian contingent. I'm going to take a little credit here because they both went to my alma mater, Kent State University. I got a bunch of my old boys from college on the jock market we're all big fans of Corey and Mac Hughes, and Taylor Pendrith went to Kent State as well in with wow. that class. So I think my boys are, are are active tonight in the market.
0: This is the Kent State bump. That's what we're saying here.
1: That's what, that's what we're saying here.
0: Wow. You love to see it. Love to see it. Yeah, this is, a, you know, Mac Hughes is generally a short game specialist, but on, on, on some of these shorter courses, we've seen him get hot. Obviously, he's won this event before. Uh, right behind, the rest of the $5 range, Russell Henley, who had – had another great week last week you can't say it wasn't a great week when he finished t7 he had a couple of opportunities joe that if things go his way or go a little bit differently maybe he's the one hoisting a trophy last week and then mito Pereira seems to be catching steam as usual five dollars and that man right there your blue chipper oh look at that bullet cam smith five dollars a share he will certainly not end there this evening
1: No, he certainly won't. He's probably going to cross eight, maybe nine bucks. So so we'll see his bump. We'll see Scotty come roaring up the board. We'll see Louie make a run as well, I imagine. Um, But yeah, interesting how this thing's shaking up. One thing to point out about this event in particular is it's a little bit it, it, it could be long shot season tonight because at this event last year, I believe we saw the biggest bump of the season from ipo price to winning oh, you robert right Strepp was a dollar and 60 cents on the ipo here last year obviously won the event closed at that $25 payout i think that that's the highest ROI of the season in a single event. Um, so pretty cool. And, and we saw a, a bunch of other huge jumps actually at this thing last year. So uh, with it being a short course, with the two courses in play, I think that it may be a decent strategy to, uh, you know, scoop up some bottom feeders this week and see how they can do.
0: Robert Streb's victory at the RSM Classic last season was not only the best ROI of the year, Joe, it was the best ROI in Jock Market history ever ever since we've been doing this what a year and a half at this point a dollar and 60 cents in the ipo the full 25 dollar a share payout some other ones that you might remember uh brian gay two dollars and 15 cents to 25 dollars look at martin trader that was just last week that was last week a dollar 21 to 14 dollars over a thousand percent roi so they they are out there and this might be to your point, this might, you're saying this might be an event kind of with the uh you know you can get some some variable wins off the coast. You can you get you have the two course thing. It's kind of weird. This this type of event might breed uh, some longer shot winners.
1: Yeah, anytime you kind of open this thing up and put uh you know 130 of the best players in the world on a seven thousand yard golf course that's relatively scoreable it brings these Robert Strebs into play. And, and Andrew Landry popped here last year. Uh, Bern Weisberger, like we saw Kyle Stanley, Camillo. Like, we. It, it brings these kind of guys into play. A lot of the Corn Ferry guys that I know you've already mentioned one of them that are, are familiar to, to going out and shooting low scores and making a lot of birdies. Uh, of course, that we expect the names of the top to play well, but I think this is not the week to sort of disregard some of those long shots way down the list.
0: Okay. Before I uh, go back to the big board here, actually, I'm going to go back to the big board, but what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to sort this by the pre-rank. So if you're not familiar with the pre-rank, especially in golf, very, very, very important because that's what breaks ties. And in golf, you tend to get a lot of ties. So if you've got five guys tied for third, it will go in order of the pre-rank for who gets what share. So it's important to note the pre-rank. And I've got a, my eye on a couple of guys who are way too cheap right now at $8.34 uh, 8, p.m. Geez, 8.34 p.m., Joe. Louis who stays in, the number one pre-ranked golfer, wins all ties. He's $3.01. We haven't seen him in a while. So I want to get your thoughts on old Louie. And then Scotty Scheffler, who we've seen plenty of and who we have seen play great, is $2 a share. That is um, certainly going to skyrocket over the course of the next 20 minutes or so.
1: Yeah, you know, it was funny because I would have felt like I liked the setup last week at a much longer, more difficult test for Scotty a lot more. But they mentioned something on the coverage that I found um, pretty shocking, that he's just not good from like 200 yards plus, that his strength is really the wedge play. So maybe this is a sort of better course fit for Louie. I don't necessarily have concerns about, but I, we just haven't seen a whole lot of him, And I worry about the time off and and, you know, he's getting to that point in his career where where you just wonder if he kind of goes through ebbs and flows in terms of of really grinding on the range and working at it. So there are some underlying concerns with Louis for me. Webb is another guy that's intriguing to me this week. Obviously did not have a good year last year, but he's one of those guys, Webb, where you just kind of plug him and play him on Webb Simpson courses. And this is one of those. Right. Oh
0: yeah, it's one of them. I mean, it is. Yeah, I was hoping we were going to get kind of a discount on Web this week. Never, never happened. Let me tell you that for free. It just it never happened. But yeah, this is this is one of the four or five really, really, really good spots for Weber. Uh, Let me give away a little more cash. This one goes to the clean slate seventy-seven. Why can't I click your name? There we go, Nick. Congratulations. Uh, you are on the board, my friend. We are going to send $20 to your jock market account. If you want to be like Nick, and Nick's very cool. If you want to be like Nick, go ahead and drop your jock market username in the chat right now. That will get you entered into a draw to win $20. I've got 60 more to give away. So we'll continue to do this as the night goes on. Joe, let me give this a little bit of a refresh here. And you're know, you talking about some concerns about Louis Eustazen specifically, maybe some concerns about Webb Simpson. I assume you have a target price on these golfers that you have somehow calculated via your risk tolerance what you think they might be going for this evening.
1: Yeah, yeah, I try to do that with every guy. I'm a little more honed in at the top of the board, and some of the guys at the bottom I will just um, sort of let fall in the price points that I have from a previous week based on how that I rank them. But yeah, uh, is a guy that, that, oh man, I, I want to get there, and if the price is right, I have no problem with it. But, yeah, have some concerns there. Um, You know, Cameron Smith is the top guy on the board for me, followed by Scheffler. So those two guys are one and two just because I like that the fact that I've seen them more, right? They got a lot more rounds under their belt, particularly here in the swing season and the form to sort of back it up. Plus, I think this could be a good fit for both of them, even though they don't have strong course history ties specifically to Sea Island. um, I think they're playing the best. Russell Henley is another guy that, that I have a lot higher than ninth on my board. Um, he's playing great and he should have won the Wyndham which I think is a good comp here. We all know that. Uh, and, and I just think he's got it going right now, particularly with the wedges. And if he can stick it close and nail enough putts, we know that he's, he can contend at a place like this.
0: Let's go back over to the big board and there we go. Now we're starting to see some movement. Scotty Scheffler now, six dollars right behind Corey Connors. Louis in six dollars. Here they come. Mac You still hanging tough, $5.99. We'll see how long. That can sustain itself, and, and Webb Simpson did get a bump as well, $5.01. Let's go a little bit further, see if we can find some value for the people at home. Uh, this $4 range, this is where they start to stack up this time of day. $4.77 for Adam Long. Talked about him already. Kevin Kisner, $4.67. This is your classic recent form versus course history, Joe. What side do you fall on it tonight for Kis?
1: Uh, you know, I'm always more on the course history side. Typically, I worry that the public sentiment on Kisner this week because they did throw out uh, a pretty attractive betting number on him that I wasn't necessarily expecting to see. I think a lot of people bet him this week, which typically leads to a lot of people playing him in, in DFS and a lot of people buying up shares of him on the jock market. So it's all going to come down to kind of where he, uh, you know, where the price point is at as this IPO closes.
0: As I move a little bit further down the board, and I just kind of open up this range to you here, Joe, um, is there anyone who stands out? You know, Harris English, uh, I think his his pedigree is much better than the guys that he has priced around. However, we see, we've seen him miss a cut and WD in his two starts this season. Uh, yeah. If it's not Harris English, kind of who is it in this range that has your attention?
1: Um, how about Taylor Gooch? I think he's way too cheap right now. I think that his betting price is too cheap this week. The guy's been playing fantastic. He did not have a, necessarily a great weekend at the Houston Open, but had massive returns, and it looks like four previous starts before that, over basically doubling your money every time that you played him. He's just striping it right now, and it's like, you know, I, I wrote this up in, in one of the pieces I did earlier this week, but golf is fickle, man. It's one of those things where – you can't expect to just have these solid ball striking performances for a year straight, right? Unless you're Colin Morikawa, unless you're John Rom, unless you're J. Like these guys, it comes and goes. Like I feel like there's a little, not necessarily added pressure on Gooch, but he's got to feel this. This, you know. I need to let's go do it. Right. I'm playing great right now. This is basically the last event that I can do it this year. Who, ne- who knows where the form will be at in January and early February. Let's capitalize on this opportunity. Let's capitalize on this form and let's see if we can go out there and give it my best shot to win this thing.
0: It is not lost on me that Gucci was the first round leader last week. Don't don't forget that. And then when they started getting into the weird, like, oh, finish your second round on Saturday, and your just when everything got all pushed back, it 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 did not go so well for Gucci after that. But you can see I'm showing his his uh, his profile right now, and it's absolutely outstanding. There, uh, and he's two dollars and thirty six cents at last refresh, by the way. So I'm going to give this I'm going to give this another refresh, but that is much too low. Uh, for one, Taylor Gooch. Uh, Joe, as you kind of assess this board, um, there are guys that, that you kind of mentioned, like that last hurrah for the year. I, I think that might be a thing. You know, there are certainly guys who are in the midst of a really good stretch of golf that don't want to stop playing. Uh, but this is the last full field event. I think Gooch is a really good example of that. Aaron Rye, I think, is someone who started to get into that form. Is there anybody else that I'm not thinking of that kind of fits that, that mold? Uh,
1: I think there are a couple of guys. Let me kind of look down here and just kind of—I mean, Seamus Powers playing great right now as well. Um, just just guys that have stacked together decent little fall swings in terms of the form and the yeah. iron play. This sort of mid-tier PGA Tour player um, that I think needs to capitalize on on striking it great and have a good putting. We can take advantage of it. Like like I used to do, Rick. when I used to do uh, when when I played lacrosse. I used to do all summer long lacrosse camps for this company, where we would teach kids how to play. And it was like a it was like a world tour, right? We were all the way up the East Coast, West Coast, every week in a different place. And like mm. the best camp we did every year was the last one because you had <laughs> so much energy. You're looking forward to a little time off, but you literally give it your best effort um, because you know it's going to be the last one in a while. You sometimes you get stuck in the middle and sort of this mundane like. Uh, middle of the PGA Tour season grind. But I think that there will be an extra little energy level for a lot of these guys this week, particularly the ones that are playing real well to go out there and let's have a good finish to send it off in the holidays.
0: All right, I can dig that a little bit. Um, As I refresh the big board, uh, make sure that your Jock Market username is in the chat. That'll get you entered into a draw. I've got 60 more dollars to give away this evening. The name that stands out to me Right now at 8.43, and remember that this IPO is going to close a little bit before 9 o'clock, Joaquin Neiman, $4.44. Mm. It's not been a great stretch of golf for Neiman uh, outside of the fifth-place finish at Mayakoba, but a lot of it, Joe, has been the putter. He's been struggling on the greens, which is really it's pretty. That's pretty much against his DNA. He's a much better putter than that. I'm. I, I'm waiting for the moment that this flips. He gets back to being a top fifteen putter like he was last year, and he goes out and finishes top four.
1: Yeah, he burned me a little bit last week. I thought I got him in on a great price. I think like in the high six dollar range, and he just didn't play well. Uh, but yeah, like so much talent level for Joaquin, so much ability. In uh, natural talent, that I think he he he's got a leg up on ninety five percent of the field. If he can just catch a little form, you mentioned that a lot of it has come down to the putter. So we'll see if he can kind of get that turned around here uh, in Sea Island.
0: Lots of steam for Luke List this week. Four dollars and mm-hmm. one cent. We're seeing Denny McCarthy at three seventy and Danny Lee just eight cents ahead. Three dollars and seventy eight cents. Are any of these three? Interesting to you, Danny Lee, I mean, his last two starts have been phenomenal. Everything before that has been pretty terrible. But uh, Danny Lee, Danny McCarthy, or Luke List living down here in this uh, $4 range or a little bit lower.
1: Luke List is so intriguing, man, as he always is. Like When you look at the numbers, and I saw you put it out in the um, the, the sort of email blast that you send, 13 strokes gain T to green. Like how, I don't think that happens very often. And like, he was able to do that. He lost almost six strokes putting and he lo- and he was six strokes back, right? Of Coke crack. Like if he yeah. putted even to the field, he would have found himself in a playoff last week. It's unusual. You can lose six strokes putting and still finish 11th on a PGA tour tournament. That just kind of, you know, speaks to how good the tee to green game and the ball striking is right now. You just have to think like, Hold a couple, right? Chip in one or two times, like something go right for Luke List and all the other parts of his game are clicking right now at such a high degree. It feels like he could make a run here. He has
0: basically been a zero uh, a ROI, a neutral, yeah. basically just below uh, you know, zero player in his jock market career but he's only gained in 9 of 31 and you can see it here when things go right they go very right for Luke List $9 a share 775 12 $14.11 950 so like if you are able to time that and i'm not sure it's possible joe i don't i can't figure this guy out ever but like that to me is the profile of a golfer that i don't want to be invested in long term, but I want to be invested in kind of some weeks. I want some exposure to that.
1: Yeah, you see, he kind of did it last week and he doesn't have a great uh history of going back to back. <laughs> not so wonder, in a row. Like it's it's all about like how risk averse you really want to be and how much you end this to gamble and how much do you want sort of a safe sort of portfolio builder? He's probably not that guy, he's definitely more risky. You see a ton of missed cuts in there. Uh, so you're going to one dollar quite a bit, but when he does make that cut and when he does play well, the upside is certainly there. Danny Lee has had a great couple performances. Denny, I think has been the most consistent of late of those guys. He's had a, a you know a bunch of top 30s here and a little bit of a run. But yeah, I think this is a, is a nice range to sort of live in if you want some upside at a tournament like this.
0: All right, here's the second page. and this is what we were referring to. This event can kind of breed some of these longer shots. So I see a page of, you know, Taylor Pendrith and Sam Ryder and Roger Sloan, and maybe it's Kierat's week. Are there, are there any of these really cheap options, Joe, that you are going to be uh, taking flyers on this evening?
1: Yeah, I think I'm looking at ball strikers, right? I think uh, David Lipsky makes a little bit of sense. I think doc could even make a little bit of sense this week. I know there's really nothing pointing it there with form, but, Um, he seemed to always sort of play well in this sort of region historically throughout his career. And he's such a good ball striker when he's on that I think that he could pop. Uh Pendrith is another guy that we saw leading. I believe the either the Bermuda or Mayakoba he was leading one of those after two days and was red hot. So you look for guys from the Corn Ferry tour like that who have had a solid performance that they can kind of lean on and give them a little bit of confidence. Like, hey, I stepped my game up to the PGA tour. I can do this. Right. I just got to put it together for sort of four straight days, which is obviously the most difficult part. But I think any time that they can see their name at the top of a PGA Tour leaderboard in weeks prior, it gives them that extra little bit of confidence boost.
0: It is 8.48 p.m. Eastern time by my clock. So we are about 10 minutes out from this IPO closing. So make sure you get your bids in. Make sure that you've got all your all your things taken care of. Your notifications are turned on. Uh, I'm going to give away the next $20 here in just one moment. But I got to get Joe's opinion on this guy. Here's a guy I never get right, Joe. And the reason I bring him up is because I've sorted this by pre-rank to see what the biggest kind of differentials are. And you're seeing a a fifth pre-ranked Adam Scott at 434. You're seeing a a sixth-ranked Harris English at 499. But Justin Rose, the 10th pre-ranked golfer, $3.72. I get him consistently wrong. What is the current state of Justin Rose?
1: I think the current state is the unknown, right? Cool. It's it's you you just don't know, and that's where the sort of the risk is. Now, I'll be honest with you; I've got a, a target price point here of six fifteen on Justin Rose that I think is a fair price, which is a little bit under the fair value there by thirty cents or so, uh, which would make three seventy two certainly an attractive an attractive buy if it continues to stay at that down the stretch here.
0: All right. We'll keep an eye on that. And I will also give away uh, 20 more dollars here. And this one goes to Sheardog. Congratulations, Sheardog. 20 bucks coming in your direction. Uh, If you want to be like Sheardog, go ahead and drop your jock market username in the chat right now. Also, if you haven't deposited yet, use the code POWER. That will get you a $50 up to $50 deposit bonus. Don't forget to do that. I'll put the banner up so you can see it. There we go. And I'll give our big board one refresh here, Joe, and we'll see what the top of this board looks like. Because so I imagine this is the time of evening that it's going to start taking shape. And it is. Uh, at the top of the board, Cam Smith. That is your blue chipper. He is $7.53. That means if he goes for $7.53, he needs to finish 19th or better. Corey Connors right behind, $7.06. No surprise there. Scotty Scheffler, Webb Simpson, Louis Oosthuizen, russell henley rounding out the golfers above six dollars um i have to tell you i've been warming pretty heavily on max Homa the last day or so i just think that he is look literally two two starts removed from a victory i think that it it all relies on the putter but when he finally puts well he finds success currently five dollars a share so we'll keep a close eye on that but is there anything surprising on this board at the moment, Joe? Is this, is this lining up with, with what the, with, what the outright odds might be?
1: Uh, I think it's pretty close. I think Goosh is still a little bit too cheap for me at this point in time. Um, Homa, I like too, man. It's like, not too many guys can can have three wins under their belt, basically in the last like two two and a half years, and he's one of those guys. So he's shown the ability to show up at tournaments, uh, big field tournaments, and win. Uh, which you love that sort of upside. He's had great finishes in other big tournaments. You look at the Memorial, you look at the Valspar there. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I love Homa's upside. The wedge play from basically like a hundred to hundred and fifty yards has been really sort of dialed in for him like you mentioned it all it all kind of hinges on the putter for him a little bit I mean in terms of surprises a little surprise at Harris English's number I bet Harris English this week I I just think he's got a good bit of upside there um I think there was a little bit of rust coming off of the Ryder Cup where he 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 withdrew and and just wasn't feeling it for a couple of weeks there but I think that upside is there Adam Scott's another one that just looks way too far down this board to me right now he's 444 he's about like the the 25th guy down your list, you know, he was in that playoff at the shorter Wyndham not too long ago. Just just talent and ball striking and ability. Like, you just sometimes you just have to take that and, you know, gobble up a good number on him.
0: Yeah, the biggest, um, the biggest discrepancies between outright number and jock market price, are Alex Norn and Adam Scott? You mentioned that they're like 25th in the pricing right now. They are, depending on where you look, the basically eighth and ninth shortest odds. Uh, so those would be the guys that are either going to catch steam here in the next six or seven minutes, or they will be they'll be values. Joe, that's that's what we'll see.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he's lower than a lot of guys right now that I think he's going to make that pass on over the next five minutes, but we'll see how it shakes out. I like him.
0: Now the, we are getting to the time of, of night where, um, we bid Joe adieu. We say, Joe, go, go get it. We're about five minutes out, four or five minutes out from this IPO phase closing. And Joe, you mentioned, uh, last week in your portfolio, sometimes there's good weeks. Sometimes there's bad weeks. Uh, I think I probably have a bigger betting card than, than most weeks just because I think there's a lot of I'm, – I'm, I'm living in the 80s and 90s and 100s, and I'm okay with that. Are you going to kind of adjust the size of your portfolio for this evening?
1: Uh, similar to kind of what you mentioned with the betting card, I'm in the same boat in a lot of aspects there where I'm just kind of throwing some darts in, the, in sort of the triple-digit range of guys that I really think can have a chance here. When you look at the historically the guys who have played well in win rates – um, you see that, right? You've kind of seen that bear out over the years. So I'm going to take some shots sort of down in the cheaper range this week. But definitely if I see uh, you know, a, an elite player like Adam Scott hanging out in the mid $4 range, I won't be shy on buying some shares.
0: All right. Well, don't be shy. Go get it. Go have some fun. Joe is going to build his portfolio. I'm going to take you the rest of the way here. It is 8 54 p.m. Eastern time. When we get to 8.57, a 90-second window is going to open up. Then inside that 90-second window, this IPO phase can close at any moment. So maybe it's 8.57, maybe it's 8.58, maybe it's 8.59. Who knows? 90-second window. That's how this works. So uh, I'm going to refresh the big board and I'm going to talk you through the rest of this. Make sure your jock market username is in the chat. I've got 40 more dollars to give away. And here's the big board. Cam Smith holding strong. The third ranked Cam Smith, $7.88. If you are a buyer at that price, you are asking Cam Smith to finish 18th or better. That is something he has done in three consecutive events. He has done that in five of his last six. So, so far, so good for Cam Smith. Corey Connors, seemingly the flavor of the week, $7.06. He's probably the most overpriced golfer if you're looking at his price in the market right now versus his outright. But I got to tell you, I'm a pretty big believer in Corey Connors this week. So I don't mind it one single bit, $7 and five cents for Scotty Scheffler, who is fairly easily the hottest player in the field, a fourth place finish at Mayakoba and a runner up finish last week in Houston, $7 and five cents a share. You're asking Scotty to finish 22nd or better. The only time he has played this event T five, two years ago, catching steam on Webb Simpson, who is now the fourth-ranked golfer and fourth most expensive golfer, six dollars and sixty cents a share. If you're a buyer of Webb at six sixty, you're asking him to finish twenty fourth or better. Something he has made a habit out of here at the RSM Classic with Louis Oosthuizen, your number one pre-ranked golfer. Number one, nobody breaks a tie over Louis Oosthuizen. Six dollars and fifty five cents at the moment with Russell Henley right behind 635. Those are the only golfers in the $6 range, but I'm going to give this a little bit of a refresh here because by my clock, it is 856. We are about to enter that 90-second window here very, very shortly. So we might have about two minutes or so left in this jock market IPO, and we're seeing some movement. That's right. Scotty Scheffler has overtaken Corey Connors as the second most expensive golfer, and I think we're going to see this continue to climb. There's a chance... Yeah, maybe not that expensive, but there's a chance that we get one of the highest prices on Scotty Scheffler this evening. It was $8.55 last week. We'll see if he beats that. Webb Simpson has crossed over into the $7 mark, but we're still seeing a ton of value when you compare the odds for outrights to the price in the jock market right now. Adam Scott, Alex Noren continue to be the most mispriced golfers. I'm pretty partial to Max Homa and Taylor Gooch. They're 522 and 544 respectively. We're seeing just a little bit, just a little bit of movement on Joaquin Neiman at $5.44. If you were an investor in Joaquin last week, he lost your money. The week before, he made you quite a bit. All right, we're in that window. We are in that window right now. It is 857. JG Funk is in the chat saying, wow, this is nuts going so fast now. Oh, baby. Don't let him get, get you, Joe. Don't let him get you, brother. Uh, Is he coming for me? He's coming for you. We are in that window. 90 seconds. This thing can close at any moment, so I'm going to give the big board a refresh, and here we go. It is moving fast. Two golfers have cracked through the $8 mark. Scotty Scheffler, now your most expensive golfer on the slate, $8.02. Louis Ustazen, seemingly a month off, and no one seems to care, $8.01. He's the second most expensive golfer with Cam Smith and Corey Connors rounding out three and four. Joaquin Neiman has gone through the $6 mark. Adam Scott has gone through 551. I'm not seeing much movement below that. Still, hang, the Kevin Kisner situation is very, very telling. $4.88 for a guy who has dominated at the RSM Classic. That is asking him to finish 37th or so for Kevin Kisner, who is obviously not in great form. Just a handful of starts removed from his win at the Wyndham Championship and, of course, has dominated at this event. That might be telling about ownership numbers come lock on Thursday morning because the jock market tends to be a bit more predictive. 8.58 by my clock. We are dead in this window. 90 seconds. It can close at any time. We've probably already used about 45 of it. Scotty Scheffler continues to climb. He has now tied the price that he was last week at the Houston Open, 8:55. He is going to surpass that, I assume, and he's going to be the most expensive that he has been since the AT&T Byron Nelson. We're going to see that from Scotty Scheffler this evening. Pretty good deal on Russell Henley at the moment. It was only 651 last week, 663 at the moment. He's a top 10 pre-ranked golfer. Guy in the chat is begging for this to end. Please end. End now. Please get off the chat and get back into your jock market, Guy. What are you doing? You can't be over here. (laughs) I'm going to give this big board a refresh. Because I've got 859. We've got ourselves a very late close here. So it's going to be closing at any second, but we are still live. And we have four different golfers who have cracked through the $8 mark. Scotty Scheffler, Cam Smith is now number two. Webb Simpson says hello, number three. And Louis U stays in at 805. So four different golfers across the $8 mark. Only one living in the sevens. That's Corey Connors. And they're just piling up behind in the $6 range. A few movements. Is that it? it Shut it down. It's over. IPO is closed. IPO is closed. I hope you you did it very late. Two in a row, I believe. Is it it not?
1: Yeah, it is. All right. So here's
0: what we're going to do. We're going to let the dust settle. Let us know who you got in the chat. Let us know who you got. We're going to let our big board refresh. We're going to let Joe's uh, golfers move over. We're going to see what his portfolio looks like. But Joe seems like kind of a, a flurry there towards the end.
1: Yeah, a lot of action. I was losing guys as I'm sort of scrolling through the players board. Uh, I, I'm getting the notifications left and right that I'm losing the guys with my current bids on. So it was a little bit of a flurry. I lost a couple of guys to the top, but we'll see how this thing shifts over uh, and how I did. But I definitely kind of went along with, with my initial strategy of scooping some guys in the in the lower items.
0: All right, let me take care of a little bit of housekeeping. So uh, Austin says, pretty solid market. JG Funk says it was panic mode. Guy or Guy, I'm not sure if you're maybe French Canadian, says he ended up with 56 golfers. And we might be uh, we might be blessed with the presence of the very one and only HV3 tracker. How about that, Joe? We've made there it, my is. friend. I'm assu- I don't know if this is actually, I mean, there might be someone claiming to be. The HV3 tracker, but uh, welcome. Um, love
1: a good tracker account.
0: Love a good tracker account. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give away $20 uh, and I'm going to do it right now. And it's going to go to Billy Riggs. Congratulations, you're on the board. 20 bucks coming your way. I've got 20 more to give away. The last 20, we'll do it before we get out of here. Make sure your dark market username is in the chat. Joe, your time to shine, my brother. Who'd you end up with?
1: All right. Pretty much whiffed on the top. Got outbid at the last minute on Adam Scott and Neiman. Uh, they both shot off at the end. So my highest price guy that I paid was $4.01 for Luke List. Wow. Uh, and I'm kind of just sticking to what we said with that strategy of going lower guys. So my I went with my penny stock in Denny, got some shares of Denny, and then I just got sort of a handful. I got five guys here that I'm just kind of hoping one of them can pop and make a top 20. Uh, let me know what you think of this this crew here. Okay. Armor. Ooh. Sloan. Oh, I like that. Lebiota. Davis Thompson was 235, who I kind of like here. <laughs> and I went with your boy. I know nothing about this guy, but I've heard you mention him multiple times. Oh, God. How about your guy, Paul Barjon?
0: Oh, let's go, Paul Barjon. Is it
1: Barjon? Yeah. Barjon?
0: I think it's Barjon.
1: Hey, I listen, when Rick he... Good brings up a name. You just blindly buy him.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah, listen, he played well <laughs> enough last week. He just he missed the cut on the number. That was his first missed cut of the year, I think. Um, yeah. Okay, so for Joe, Luke List, Danny McCarthy, Ryan Armour, Roger Sloan, Hank Biota Davis Thompson, Paul Barjan rounds out his portfolio. And I like that, man. I, I, I really think if we ran this a thousand times over and over and over again, you living in like the sub $5 range is probably a very good place to be.
1: Yeah, I mean, of course, we could come and see Scotty or Cam or Louie win this thing. But yeah, I think more times than not, these guys in the two, three dollar range have more of an opportunity at the RSM Classic uh, than they will come at like, you know, Riviera or something like that, where you, where you pretty much know that they don't, they're not going to win.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's go over to the big board here and look at the final numbers. Scotty Scheffler. Did indeed end up going as the most expensive gol- golfer, $8.88. That's the most expensive that he's been since uh, AT&T, Byron Nelson, where he's $9.99. I do not remember that, but that was his price that week. Um, probably no surprise here, Joe. He's the hottest player. He's playing three weeks in a row. That tends to be a good thing. He's played well enough when he's played here before. This this was This was the favorite to be the most expensive golfer this evening.
1: Let me ask you about a narrative that I've been hearing and seeing if you kind of buy into it. Scotty Sundays. I've heard this brought up by a couple of people, <laughs> and, and he just hasn't played well. Do you think that there's actually – is it just the the craziness and the variance that is golf, or do you think that there's something, uh, a pressure thing that's, that's getting to him a little bit? Because he, like, going into that back nine, he was a heavy favorite to win that tournament, and he really didn't even finish – with a chance down 16, 17, 18. It it came and went very quickly for him.
0: So without going back and looking at all of his like Sunday contentions, um, I will speak for last week. Last week was the back nine was a lot harder. There were bogeys to be made out there. What Kokrak did, uh, I think it was 13, 14, 15, 16, birdied them all. Yeah, that that four stretch, that four hole stretch, he gained like six strokes on the field. I mean, yes. he was just—it was bonkers, right? He birdied the hardest hole, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of okay with with last week, and especially because there was a time right before they got to the turn, there was like eleven guys tied for the lead or one shot back. Like it, it was just, you're right, it was just crazy. But um, no, I don't know. He's you know he's gonna keep putting himself there. I I don't know. I don't know if it's a thing or not. But he's gonna do. He's gonna be just fine.
1: Best okay. player in the world without a win, though, right? Confirmed.
0: Oh, definitely confirmed. the The yeah. fun question is, uh, if it's not Scotty, who is it? I think that's I the more that, fun yeah. question. I think it's Fitzpatrick.
1: I think it's Fitzpatrick. OWGR has to be, yeah. I like like a weird one that I like, and he had a terrible year, but going back. Like Fleetwood has just seemingly been very close and been on the cusp for a while. And we've been expecting it. Like we've seen him and and we've been betting Fleetwood at 25, 30 to one, it feels like for a couple of years Had a terrible last season, but I think he's another guy would maybe throw in the ring of, of longevity over the last four years or so guys who have been really solid and good, who just have never gotten it
0: done. I think Fleetwood is like uh, the best resume who's never won on the pga tour like as of right now but like fleetwood versus uh fitzpatrick like if we if they played a matchup yeah Yeah.
1: like i would just this is way better
0: right now yeah yeah. yeah, the resume of fleetwood's so much better um okay what else we have here cam smith 826 no surprise there webb simpson 811 man i was really wrongfully so i guess hoping for a discount on Webb this week because of that year that he had joe and it's just like Odds makers came out and said, nope, you're not going to get it. The jock market said, nope, you're not going to get it. Like, I, I'm I'm yeah. bullish on web, but, man, I really thought I was going to get a deal on him.
1: Yeah, point. people have kind of become hip to this whole, like, we'll play web at web courses thing, right? It really never turns out wrong. That's I the know. thing. It's like he's always – Supreme chalk, a ridiculous price at the Wyndham when he shows up every year and he continues to perform there and gain a ton of strokes. Even when he's in bad form, he seems to show up to his places and be able to put together good performances. This sort of conundrum that I feel just under seven bucks. And I'm a little shocked by the price point on English and Henley. Um, English, I think, is just so much upside and had a fantastic, the best year of his career, right? From basically January to where we are now uh, in 2021. Weak finish down the stretch. Henley's kind of the opposite where things started off really poorly and he gained a ton on the field as of late. I think both of them hold a good bit of upside at at that price point there. I feel like is a, is a pretty attractive number on each.
0: Yeah, hard to argue with that. I think the biggest discrepancy between odds and jock market price is Alex mm-hmm. Norton, 522. Yeah. Right. I mean he's uh yeah, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He's like the eighth shortest odds. He's thirty to one. Right. Most places. And he's uh like the fifteenth most expensive golfer year. So that one feels like the built-in value, would it not be?
1: Yeah. Oh man, Adam Scott went for six oh one. I had I had six dollars. So I missed <laughs> it by a penny. Whoever got the Adam Scott shares, they they got me good there. But um, yeah, I think Alex Norrin, you're right, makes the most sense in comparison to the odds board.
0: You got snaked over a penny. They got you. Um, let's see anything else stand out here. I mean, Justin Rose went for four forty four. I don't know. Yeah. People just don't know what to do with the guy. I don't either. I don't. I don't blame him.
1: I know he's just one of those names right now. And even I said I had a much higher price point, and I still missed it because he's just you just seem to just swipe right by him at this point, whether he's on the odds boards or whatever format he's in. Um, he's just hard to play right now. But, yeah, I think that, you know, he, him going for the same. Gosh, Brandon Grace, too, way down there at four dollars seems like a pretty good one. I mean, these guys going under some of the some of the guys like, like Matt Wallace that we saw go for five bucks and even Damon, who I who I said that I like. I think both of these guys are better players than long term and I think uh, possess a little bit more upside.
0: Our market movers. So we talked about Cam Smith. He was your blue chip, eight twenty six. Joel Damon was your mid cap. He went for, I just saw five eighty eight. And Denny McCarthy, your penny stock. It
1: yeah, crossed ooh, right over $4. four. I think I got him for yeah, four bucks.
0: Oh, I like that a lot. Four dollars a share. Okay. How about I, your
1: how about your penny and Adam Long at four seventy seven? That's a pretty big price for him.
0: It is a pretty big price. That's the most. It's got to be the most expensive he's ever been. It is. Yeah. No, he was five he was four seventy-five at uh the American Express and at Mayakoba last year. Yeah. But this is basically oh no, that is, yeah, 477. That's the most expensive he's ever been. Uh Alex Smalley, I think my I think my mid-cap went for less than my penny stock did. He did. He did. Look at this guy. My guy looks like he's 12 years old. And uh <laughs> Corey Connors, my blue chip dollars 758. Sheards. Yeah, Connors is up
1: there too in terms of like it gotta be in the in, has his name in the ring in terms of best players right now who don't have a victory, right?
0: No, he won Valero a couple years he ago. He won Valero, you're right, you're right. That's my yeah. yeah.
1: Um
0: you wanna talk about next week and what our what our plans are here uh moving forward?
1: Sure. Um, yeah. So next week, we do Do we plan. know what our plans are? Before? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we're going to run a show next week where we're going to do a very special interview, um, try to get some insight on strategy. Uh, I don't know. Are, are we okay to sort of talk about who we're, who we're having on?
0: I'm sure it's fine. I'm generally the guy who like will not say it until it airs just in case something, well, we'll you know, surprise. schedules go wrong as we'll of next week. Yeah, uh, but I'm 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 sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll work out. We're gonna bring on somebody, be able to talk strategy, be able to talk experience. Um, it'll be fun, it'll be a blast. It'll run at uh same time, eight fifteen p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday, Joe.
1: Yep. And then exciting news that we did get confirmation and we sort of went to bat for and got this pushed through today. There will be a jock market. Open market IPO for the Hero World Challenge, which is going to be a ton of fun. Uh, I believe that there's either 19 or 20 players in the I field. Think I
0: thought it was 18. Maybe they maybe they increased it a little bit, but it used to always be 18.
1: It's going to be so different. What they're going to do is essentially sort of lay out the payout structure similar to what they do a la the Tour Championship when there was 30s. I, I'm sure there will be some sort of minor adjustment there. <laughs> But it will be a very fun, different way to play with only 18, 19 guys in the field. I'm sure it's going to to really throw a wrinkle in some of your data here from an IPO price point standpoint. Uh, But it should be a ton of fun, and we'll be happy to sort of be with you guys there uh, in December.
0: Yeah, and then we're going to try to figure out what – so that will leave us with like three weeks, I think, that uh, there will not be PGA Tour events. So we'll maybe – I don't know if we'll take the time off or if we'll figure we'll figure something out, but if anybody has any ideas, obviously our Menchies are open or our emails are open. You can hit us up and let us know what you think.
1: Yeah, guys, uh, awesome time doing this show, basically since January right. last year. I can't believe that it's been a full year and to see the amount of of sort of friends that we've made here in the chat and the amount of money we've given away and the amount of people that have turned 20 bucks into a thousand. So very cool to say, see, we appreciate all you guys. We're excited to sort of put a cap on this season and, and see what 2022 That it sounds weird to say, but 2022 uh, what's in store.
0: Same time, same place next week. It will not be live, but there will be something for you. You can follow Joe on Twitter at TorPix. You can follow me at Rick Run Good. This has been your Jock Market Power Hour for this week's RSM Classic. Good luck.